Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to Messy Marriages, sharing stories of messy moments in marriages and how we make the most of our mistakes. We will undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. What are the concerns and questions most couples have in marriage and often go unspoken until now? Host Mark Lucas brings wisdom, authenticity, and practical advice to even the toughest marriage topics. Welcome to Messy Marriages. Mark Lucas here, Faith Talk 1360. And also listening in in the beautiful podcast world. What a joy it is week in and week out to have these conversations with you. My heart and my desire each and every week is that you know, first and foremost, my marriage is under construction. God is still doing a beautiful work in my marriage. He will always desire to do a work in the relationship that he's created of marriage. And yet we get to lean into this conversation, lean into this beautiful show that really brings the messes that we make to God. And then we really entrust God with these messes, and we lean in as we listen and we say, you know what, what is the awareness and the information, but most importantly, what's the integration? What's the practical go and do to really transform my marriage, to transform your marriage? And that's where we're headed today. It's really all about how we, from messy to maintainable, how we stay and really communicate well to really bring organization into our marriage. And I've got the perfect guest that I'm so elated to have back on air with me. I've got Danielle Worth. She's the founder and CEO of Worth Organizing, as well as a professional. She is so professional at this organizer. She speaks. She's a recovering perfectionist and soccer mom. Since 2007, she and her team have used her psychology-centered approach in transforming over 1,200 lives of families and businesses. I love that. Her approach is organizing methods, teaching everyone the benefits of living a healthy, intentional, organized lifestyle. Her book is amazing. Definitely go out to Amazon and get that. The book is Ignite the Organizer in You and Ignite the Organizer in Your Child. You can find her at Worth, W-U-R-T-H, organizing.com. Danielle, thank you so much for being my guest. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be back. I enjoyed our segments together and what we're going to cover today. It's going to be great. It's so good. Honestly, <laughs> if you're not in the car right now and you're not driving, <laughs> seriously, go find something to write and take notes on, whether it's your phone or if it's pen and paper. There is so much that I've already absorbed from these conversations we've had leading into this moment. So, I think we're just going to start with a fun story that you've got for us. Absolutely. I love fun stories. So, uh, Phil and I have been married uh, over 25 years now. We met young, married young, and uh, we have learned a lot. So it's what I'm going to share today. 
fun story is he's out there in the front where new parents, maybe a year old is our son, is mowing the lawn. He says, honey, remember, the Jordans are coming over at 7 o'clock for dinner. And I said, no, honey, the Johnsons are coming over at 7 o'clock for dinner. He says, no, no, honey, remember, I talked with them. I said, no. And then we both realized right there on the front lawn, he shuts the mower off and he says, Oh snap! We have a problem. <laughs> so we have I two had, dinner guests, yeah. two dinner guests that were to arrive at the exact same time. So we quickly we had maybe a few hours. Food was bought, everything was set. I'm working on the inside of the house. He's on the outside. I quickly contacted both couples, explained the big snafu as new parents, and so what we did was just. Um, moved back the first couple for, you know, wine and appetizers. And then we moved up the second couple or vice versa uh, for dinner and dessert. But it was that night we realized we need to do something different. So uh, we agreed to have one social coordinator (laughs) in the family. Not that I'm making all the decisions, but I'm like the master keeper of the calendar. And if there's any events, I'm in charge of handling them, discussing them. And um, and it was a great solution that just keeps it so much simplified. Um, so, yeah, that's our good story. <laughs> I love it because in all these moments, obviously now and probably even shortly after, you can kind of just laugh and realize, you know what? How can we really learn from this and grow from right. this? Because I think at the end of the, do- end of the day, is like this, this synthesizing process of saying, okay, we can integrate – some beautiful principles that now we can really carry into our marriage because we've all been there. I know I've been there. I mean, I'm raising my hand right now where Tammy and I and my wife have had moments like this where maybe not that exact story, but similar stories Mm -hmm. where we just have been able to realize that we just can't cross over the communication lines and both be planning without talking to each other. So what a beautiful way to start. It's so true. So in follow-up to that instance, we then took it a step further because then our son was getting older. There was more family events um, for coordination required. And so we then decided to create what's called a family review agenda. Think of like a business meeting type setup. Um, you know, you have your agenda, your time start, your end start. But we took it more for the marriage and family um, a little more casual approach, but making sure there was an agenda to it. And so we we created a, a f- particular time. We usually did it on like a Friday night. And then we'd open in prayer, discuss hurt feelings, discuss solutions to challenges that happened that week, um, talked about like some short-term plans, long-term plans, who's doing what, you know, you're booking a flight, I'm looking for preschools, things like that. It lasted about an hour And then as the kids got older, we involved them. But we have kept that concept of that family review agenda. Fast forward all these years. Now we blend it with a nice ritual tradition on Saturday mornings. We'll walk to get coffee, talk about what's going on for the week, just a fun debrief, him and I, get our Starbucks coffees, come on back home, then open up our flipbook agendas for the week. The kids know we are in our review time not to disturb us and then if there um, are challenges or things we want to discuss with the kids and include then we can bring them back in for that Um, and then after that we rest we go outside take a nap (laughs) we're in the sun in the morning we're tired it's and um, nice little area in the backyard there 
And that's what we've done every week. And it's been so great. It's just like we need that. We, it's like we're thirsty for that. I can't imagine not having that review time together um, and knowing who's doing what and when. So It's so good on so many levels. And I think for me, I resonate especially with, well, a few things. I resonate with the walk time because I feel mm-hmm. like we have to be intentional in marriage for everything, but we have to be intentional to really say, okay, because there's these beautiful laws that God's given us in the creation count of marriage, and two of them really can be incorporated into that walk time. And one is prioritizing mm-hmm. the relationship, and the second one is pursuing each other. And during that walk time, during that connection time, there is this prioritization, there is this pursuing that's happening. But I also love, and I want to hear a little bit more about it because I'm very intrigued by it. I love that you talked about really bringing into, I think even these moments, Daniel, mm-hmm. hurt feelings and things that have happened in the week. Because I think, and I want to hear more about that because I think, first off, guys tend to be a little bit anemic in the ability to really kind of express themselves in the way of emotions. But I've really been myself personally and also pushing men to realize in marriage specifically we can't go long without expressing emotions. And we have to know, like Brene Brown would say, we have to be able to journal these unexpressed emotions. And we have to be able to know that there's a safe place to share these feelings and these emotions with our spouse, with the person that really is the partner in marriage, which is that one flesh that God describes for us. So share a little bit more about that, because I know we're talking about organization, but this is a really key thing, I think, Mm -hmm. for listeners listening in, because there's times in my marriage, maybe even longer seasons, where we didn't express ourselves as often as we should. We didn't really talk about, in the right appropriate time, in the right appropriate tone, in the right manner, we didn't really talk about these feelings and talk about these emotions. And yet I think to a degree, it definitely hurt us in our intimacy, in the connection. And when I say intimacy, it's not just physical because guys always go there first, but it's the emotional intimacy. It's the intellectual intimacy. You're talking about experiential intimacy, which is creating these experiences and these moments of walking and getting coffee and walking and having these conversations. So all that to be said, share with me and the listeners, because I'm taking notes. I'm not driving <laughs> he is a little bit notes. more His about this. Yes. <laughs> um, so many great points there for sure. I think the, the first thing that we realized is realizing what type of person really are we and what's the best way for us to take in the information that person is wanting to share. Our loved one, they want the best for us. But sometimes we don't know how to do that. One thing that's helped us a lot just in creating a boundary when you're trying to take in something of sensitive information or constructive feedback and is often Phil would say whether I'm getting heated or emotional or he's getting heated and emotional I'll say are you angry at me or are you angry at a situation and that is a phrase we use a lot in the house my boys are you know 16 and 13 now They'll hear us get heated over something. Let's say it's work-related, and we'll say, hey, guys, just so you know, daddy's not angry at me right now. He's just kind of venting on a frustrating situation at work. That has helped just right there kind of like part the seas of is this something I've done to cause him to get so heated and frustrated, or is this just you just need to get this off your chest? You're getting emotional. Go for it. So – 
that was number one, uh, just that quick little one-liner. My kids use that too in, you know, are you upset at a situation at school or are you upset at mommy right now? I just picked you up. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> like, what did I do? <laughs> I've seen you for 30 seconds. I've seen you for 30 <laughs> seconds and you were just rambling up. I have a snack and water. I'm so confused. So um, so that was one. The second is um, – I'm a, I call myself a solutionist. As a professional organizer, people come to me. They want to know how to fix the garage, the kids' room, the pantries. And so I'm, I go right into solution mode. I have, oh, honey, I heard you. That's on, you need to call HR. You need to do this, do that. He does not want solutions, okay, <laughs> which is very so flipped backwards <laughs> for me. Yeah. So we learned, I will say, do you? Literally, honey, do you want me to give you solutions right now or do you want me to just listen? Mm. That is another huge like parting of the seas of emotions. And it these are things we just came up with that worked in discussing and collaborating together because we realized what didn't work at, for a number of years as well. So the, the second thing is um, realizing timing. I think timing for discussing things for us was probably one of the most number one things. And I'm definitely love my husband, support my husband, but I'm definitely he's more of the, you know, he wakes up four o'clock, does his work. He's at the gym. He's very much more on a very consistent type schedule that works for him. I'm definitely more of the flexible. I can make this happen, do that happen. That's just my nature to work more on the fly. So with that being said, and me taking more of that flexible role, then there'd be times where I'd say, okay, for Phil, what's the best time to discuss things that I need to talk with him about? And I realized definitely not during the workday, you know, unless there's an emergency situation. Um, Not as much at night. He's had a full day. He's, you know, he's in uh, commercial real estate, so a lot of things come up and fires that have to be put out. Um, some The morning would be good. And if not, guess what? It's during family review time. So when the emotions get high for actually either one of us, we'll say, you know what, honey, these are really good topics, and I want to give you, he'll tell me, quality attention. I'm in the car right now. I can't hear you. I'm, I'm racing this next appointment. Let's table this for family review time. Good. Then I know he heard me. Mm-hmm. My needs are getting met, not getting met right now as he's driving to the next appointment. Right. But I know it'll get addressed and heard. And frankly, that's fine because I at least know, hey, the box has been checked. It's then going to be reviewed later. And I actually will get far more quality time and feedback from him. And that's really what I want anyway in collaborating in our marriage. So we've just realized those few things, those key points have been really huge game changers. That's really good. Also, one of the things that you have here that you've written down that really I just resonate with, because I think at the end of the day, and here's why I resonate with it. There used to be this TV show and it was called The Amazing Race. I think it's still on TV and I love the show. I think it's on (laughs) CBS. Shout out to CBS. I get nothing for that. But in the process of watching The Amazing Race, one of the things that I've noticed is that I think maybe why I like it so much is because I can resonate that that's kind of how life feels yes. most days. <laughs> that you're just 
And I have this cheesy acronym that I kind of go to in a lot of my days where it's like race spells out running, aimlessly, chasing everything. (laughs) And that's a terrible thing to actually not be intentional. But in the midst of the amazing race, you have this really, really powerful point right here, quiet time together. Yes. Why don't you spend some time on it? Because I think one of the verses, and I say this with a smile on my face, so if you're a theologian, don't send me an email and say, Mark, you can't say that you don't like verses. But the verse that I love to hate is Psalm 4610. And it's really, be still and know that I'm God. And really, it's this premise and this principle that God speaks so well, not only to us, but I also think that there's something beautiful and sacred about finding this quiet time with Mm -hmm. your spouse. So expand upon this a little bit. Right. Absolutely. Great example. We just came back from soccer trip in Flagstaff, and we had our little, you know, happy hour sitting out on the back deck and just relaxing. Kids were inside um, watching a show, and just to listen to the whistling of the trees, Mm. that is all I need. That is so perfect and peaceful. So Phil says to me, honey, excuse me, he says, Let's just sit and not talk. Let's just enjoy this quiet time together. And I absolutely did not um, push back at all because just being together, you know, enjoying our time together, looking out at the National Forest, listening to the trees, not speaking, watching the little birdie go into the bird feeder, watching the birdie come out. (laughs) It's just it's really mindfulness, which we all need that rest in our minds, our brains, and that calmness. We both run businesses. Um, We're putting out fires all the time. And we just need that time to just be together and to rest. And it's so it was it's just as impactful as if we were actually having a conversation or discussing things. Um, to me, that was perfect quality time. And um, that's it. We just sat in our chairs out on the story. deck. And I, it was it was really perfect. And we'd say, okay, we always tell the kids, mommy, daddy are having quality time, quiet time now. And they just know whether that's going to be a walk or we're just sitting out. And it's important because then our kids need their quiet time too. Mm-hmm. You know, we just really, there's so much coming at us. I mean, it's just in fire hose phase now. I just, Mm. I'm realizing how much I need to just protect the mind and be still and hear him. Because if I'm just running around and I need need to wait for answers, I just, busy isn't necessarily productive. And so um, we've learned a lot through that for sure, for sure. That's so good. And I think what I'm asking myself as I'm listening to the story up in flag I'm really asking myself, when was the last time that my wife and I, Timmy and I, had a moment like that where we just were so quiet that we just listened to nature? And I feel like when you have those moments, you're Mm -hmm. so in touch with God and his creation Mm -hmm. that it just settles everything down and it recenters and reconnects you. Mm -hmm. And I remember actually this week I was looking at, at two different passages in God's word that both spoke to this. One I love, I think it's Mark 9 where the disciples are almost upset because they get up in the morning, they look for Jesus, and he's nowhere to be found. And then he's off alone with his father in prayer, and he comes back, and they're like, where were you? 
We need you. We have things to do. And you have healings and teaching and people to see. There's like a long, 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 long agenda agenda that we have for you, Jesus. (laughs) Don't you see the schedule? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm sure there's so many of the disciples. I mean, I'd probably be in the same boat that just like, we have got so much to be done today. And yet Jesus just really continually sets the pace and the rhythm of life mm-hmm. to really find this Sabbath, to find this rest, to find this setting boundaries and setting limits, I think in marriage as well, is so important. And the other passage that I thought about yesterday actually was this. In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is a wellspring for life. And I remember thinking to myself, it's not only not only guarding your heart, it's guarding your emotions. It's guarding your mind. It's guarding your feelings. We have to, and how we guard is we set boundaries and we set limits. And I asked myself this question, and the answer wasn't necessarily what I want to share on air (laughs) right now, but the question was this. In the last month, Mark Lucas, how many times should you have said no and you said yes? Mm -hmm. And really in our marriages as well, when you talk about quiet time together, and I want to transition to rest as a ritual, right. we've really got to lean into this because I will tell you firsthand, when I am intentional with my spouse and I bring us to a point of halt and slowing down and we connect together, we don't even need words. I agree with that. Right. But we're just together in the stillness and the closeness of being with God. There is so much of an infusing of peace and joy and love and connection that's happening with her and I, it's beautiful. So go into this rest as a ritual. That, especially in the last few years, we've realized how much more rest we need. We went through a really big remodel and a move, and we're just, frankly, Mark, getting older. (laughs) No, you're not. Yes, we are. So (laughs) um, when we are feeling just our bodies are getting tired, we are just worn out emotionally um, and mentally, especially. Um, nap nap is a <laughs> a common occurrence in our home, and it's just needed. So, you know, we know the doors are closed. We need that quiet time. And to, to properly nap, I have realized there are key elements that are required when you have children or a house that <laughs> echoes. Our house echoes quite yes. a bit. So a couple of those key elements for sure was um, uh, I need a sleeping mask. Uh, Sometimes he'll need um, headphones or if anything, we need some good white noise. So we have an ozone machine just for allergies. So we crank that thing up just to kind of have that that, um, you know, that white, white noise, noise sound. Then we'll also put on the exhaust fan that's right by our bathroom there as well. And that just gives you that, okay, that quietness of um, just hearing the kids or, or things. We'll let them know, hey, daddy's taking a nap now or mommy's going down for quiet time unless there is a serious fire or something happening. <laughs> it is a please respect that time. And it teaches them definitely self-control and understanding the importance of rest. And there is no mom guilt to be found there because I'm going to be give more quality time with them or already did or say, hey, when I'm done, I'll then happy to do this with you. So um, what else with that part? I'm trying to... Can I just say one thing? Yeah, you just ahead. hit something that was really, really key. And I, I feel like specifically moms right now need to hear this. Yes. 
Jesus is very clear in Scripture that we are to love ourself in healthy, appropriate ways so that we can love others well. And I feel like when you describe right now this rest and this ritual and even describing the environment of what you need to be able to have this nap, when we disengage, it allows us to be filled, to re-engage and be so much more present and so much more full during that time that we are with our spouse, we are with the family. So, And that's what Jesus did. Jesus would disengage and go spend time with his Father in prayer so that he could be fully engaged. And obviously he's Jesus, but he's 100% man, 100% God. So he still is setting a beautiful example for us to really strive and model. And I really ask myself, okay, how intentional am I to disengage, knowing that there's a recentering to be able to engage and be fully present? We only have just about a minute, but give me some final thoughts and the listeners. I have so many notes. I know. You're such a blessing to me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So many great topics here. It I, Looking at just your big picture and saying, what is the purpose of what I am doing from day to day? You know, when I look back on my week, look back on how my time is going to be spent, I'm really, really mindful and intentional on how those hours are going to be spent. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's really true because I don't know how much longer my time here on earth is, really. And I look at that saying, what did I do to really make things matter most? And also, I think it does teach empathy and awareness of what's going on with the other family members. If they've had a long day at work or school, you need some time to just decompress let you know could be one of my boys as well everyone being aware and supportive of that it's just huge i think it's so huge it just brings the family together and the dynamic and it's not just all about that one person and then communicating hey mom's not feeling good right now i ate something i just don't feel right it's been a full day um i need a rest oh mommy you rest no problem um because it's going to be someone else's turn and what else, what other family members are doing to kind of support that and foster that. It's just so, so important. So It's so good. Thank yeah. you again, Danielle, for Thank being my you. guest. You can find Danielle at worth, W-U-R-T-H, organizing.com. Have an amazing day. We look forward to talking to you real soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Messy Marriages, a show dedicated to making the most out of your mistakes. Mark would love to send you his weekly Marriage Monday video. Please go to marklucasradio.com and sign up for his weekly marriage video. Follow him at Mark Lucas Radio on Instagram.